Okay, so I'm going to discuss translation, and this is step two of the process of protein synthesis. We just finished transcription. If you forget about that useless module in the middle, speed and precision of DNA replication, you don't even need to listen to that. Um, so remember that transcription is DNA to mRNA, and specifically DNA to mature mRNA. Uh, we talked about processing in transcription. Uh, and then translation is that mature mRNA is being used to produce proteins. Uh, so this is translation is all occurring at the ribosome, uh, and this is really a protein factory. Okay, so so add this to your list of functional organelles. You know, uh, mitochondria is the pro, uh, is the powerhouse of the cell. Um, the ribosome is the uh, protein factory, and interestingly, this protein factory produces proteins, but it's also composed of proteins. Okay, uh, the ribosome is composed of proteins and rRNA, which is a specific or actually non-specialized type of RNA called ribosomal RNA. And, and by non-specialized, what I mean is if you remember from the very first episode of this podcast series, I talked about um, conflictions uh, to the central, conflicting theories to the central dogma. Uh, and I discussed uh, the concept of non-coding RNA molecules, which are molecules that are ready to work from the beginning. They don't need to be made into a protein to do work they're already functional at the you know at the get-go and two examples of these are actually both involved in translation those are rRNA ribosomal RNA and tRNA transfer RNA um, so we've actually already covered rRNA it, it it forms the ribosome it's a structural component um, because not all RNA is used for information storage uh, in in terms of the actual process uh, I'll get to that in a sec but first let me talk about these codons Remember that AUG is the start codon, and that actually corresponds to methionine. A lot of us know what AUG is, but we didn't know that it corresponds to methionine. AUG starts all of these strands, and if it corresponds to methionine, then methionine is going to be the first amino acid brought, right? We can make this, um, not generalization, we can make this conclusion that methionine is going to head all of these strands. Um, and note that there are you know, multiple codons can code for the same amino acid. In other words, you can have you know, AC, you know, AUG and, I'm just giving examples. You can have GGA, GBX, and XYZ all correspond to guanine. That's completely possible, okay? It's not that there's one codon for, per one amino acid because then there would only, there would only be 20 uh, uh, codon um, combinations, right? Uh, so AUG is the start codon. There are multiple stop codons, UAA, UAG, and UGA. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know how important it is to memorize the stop codons. Maybe know one of them, UGA or UAA, whatever one helps you. Um, uh, because when we get to the brunt of this module, this is really the fun stuff. When we get to the hard stuff, mismatch repair mechanism and endo and exonuclease activity, you're going to have a lot of stuff to memorize. So if you want to memorize it, go ahead. AUG is start, UAA, UAG, and UGA are stop codons. And note that a tRNA binds to specific amino acids. In other words, it doesn't just grab them randomly, but rather it reads the mRNA strand and picks the right amino acid. Uh, uh, and the tRNA, tRNA contains anti-codons to do this, okay? So it, it binds to these codons by having anti-codons. So the anti-codons and the codons are kind of like the nitrogenous base pairs. They're complementary to each other and they combine. That's how tRNA grabs codons is because of its own anti-codons that are present in the tRNA molecule. In terms of the actual, um, now the process of uh, translation, I'll begin. Um, it occurs in three steps that are each associated associated with three sites. And these are called the the three sites, the three sites are E, P, and A. And this is really easy to remember that the, it's a three-step process because there's three sites, one for each process. Uh, e, P, A, I'll actually give you uh, the names for all of these. Um, and really, I actually, I shouldn't say E, P, A. Think of it as the ape 
cites APE because that's going in chronological order. Um, A is amino acyl, amino acyl or amino acyl uh, site. P is the peptidyl site and E is the exit site. Okay, so again, A is first, P is second, and E is last. So I should have said A. I've, I've written it as EPA, but I should have written it as APE or APE. Uh, as long as you remember that, um, you'll be fine. So step one of this process is tRNA binds to the A site, bringing an amino acid with it. We talked about anticodons allowing it to do that. Uh, and then a peptide bond, bond is formed between the new and the present amino acid. And ribosome is now allowed to move to the right. And this is what the ribosome does is it houses this process and it moves to the right to make room for more of these tRNAs to come and bring their own uh, uh, successive amino acids. When the ribosome moves to the right, whatever was in the A site enters the P site and whatever was in the P site enters the E site. Whatever was in the E site exits, it doesn't leave as in detached, but it just kind of hangs outside of the ribosome. Um, and that's, you know, that's a really complicated way of saying that, you know, it, it just moves between sites, okay? If it was in the A site, it goes to step two, which is the P site. I'm not really gonna go into it because you probably already know what I'm talking about. Um, specifically um, with the, um, you know, now that we've, brought the amino acids with that step one of bringing the amino acids and forming that peptide bond. Step two is polypeptide chains form at the P site. And step three, the empty tRNA molecules exit via the E site. Okay. And that's why I made that distinct, that distinction that the exit site, you know, don't think of it as leaving because, you know, not all molecules leave. The amino acids that are joined, they stay, they they kind of trail uh, out of the ribosome, out of the E site. The tRNA molecules do indeed leave, and by leave I mean detach and you know come to the front of the line again, you know, ready to grab more amino acids. Note that when a stop, and, and that's really the whole process, by the way. That's it's that those three step process, right? The E, the P, and the A sites. Um, note that when a stop codon is reached, the amino acid chain the, or the polypeptide detaches. So that stop codon signals this. And that's really it. I want to throw in one thing just because it's so important. Um, remember five prime and three prime stuff. Okay. I told you synthesis occurs in what direction or, or really synthesis occurs where? Does it occur at the five prime end or the three prime end? The three prime end because that's the open port. There's nothing there. I talked about that. The five prime end has it's bonded to the carbon, the, the sugar and all that stuff. And then it's also bonded to the phosphate group, a big, bulky, super negative phosphate group. The, the five prime end is a closed port. Nothing can fit there. There's nothing there. It's a, a closed port, right? Whereas the three prime uh, port is open. And so that's why things can bind there. And so that's how I, I want you to remember that things are always added to the three prime site. Now, you know, making connections because all that five prime, three prime stuff, you say, wait, Hamza, I thought that was in the DNA replication module. And that was, but this, the, the idea of synthesis occurring at the three prime site in, in terms of nucleic acids is constant, regardless of where you're talking about, regardless of where the nucleic acids are working in DNA replication, in protein synthesis or something else, synthesis always occurs at that three prime end. And we can, uh, we can refine that statement to say that synthesis occurs in a five prime to three prime direction. And that's really important in the context of translation, because, you know, if, if things are being added at the A site, what do you think, which side do you think the right, the strand is going to be oriented? Do you think the three prime end is going to be at the A site where things are added, or it's going to be at the E site where things leave? It's going to be at the A site, right? Because things are added to the A site and things are added to the three prime end. And so this is how you have to remember, um, you know, if you, if you write them, you know, uh, you know, like on a piece of paper, you would write E, P, A, like the three sites. And then you draw at the E site, you have the five prime end. And at the A site, you have the three prime end. 